Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here, and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hey, sister friend, I've got a question for you. As an entrepreneur, have you ever felt like you were maybe trying to convince somebody to buy from you. Maybe it's a service or a product, but you almost had that guilt of why am I convincing this person and is it wrong of me to try to tell them that what I have is a good thing? Well, if that's you, you're not alone. I am so excited to bring this episode to you. It's actually a live coaching session that I was able to do with one of the founding members of the Seek First School of Business Tree. Leslie is an awesome woman of God who loves business and loves Jesus. And she's just been wrestling with some things when as she's trying to grow her network marketing business. And I can tell you this is something that many, many entrepreneurs wrestle with. And I pray that you are so blessed by this conversation that we were able to have some of these aha moments that she was able to have about what's really holding her back from taking her business from where it is to where she wants to go. Maybe that's you. Maybe you have big goals and you feel like you've been stuck where you are. Or maybe you're stuck in this cycle of overwhelm and burnout. And you know this isn't the way that God wants you to do business. If that's you, I want to invite you to take a look at the Seek First School of Business Tree. It is my new monthly membership for women entrepreneurs who want to seek God first and keep God first in their business. Women who want to tap into kingdom strategy and really do business, not just for God, but with God. If that's you, you are invited to become a founding member. There are only a few spots left before the doors close or before we hit hit 100 members. We've decided to cap it off at that. And so as a founding member, there are some perks with that. You're locked into the introductory rate as well as you get to help really build out this thing to be exactly what you need. With eight years of experience in the entrepreneur world, I want to pour into you and I want to give you what you need to take you from where you are today to where you want to go. So you can check that out in the show notes, but without further ado, take a listen to Leslie and I's coaching call. You get to see a little bit more of what's going to happen in the Seek First School of Business Tree. And I pray that you are blessed by her testimony and her vulnerability to share with you today. Thank you for hopping on here and being willing and vulnerable and doing a little hot seat coaching. So in the Seek First School of Business Tree, you'll often hear me call it hot seat coaching. And people are like, what is that? Really what that means is that you're put into the seat, right? You're put into the hot seat. Everybody else gets to benefit from the coaching that you're getting because that's the power in group coaching that, you know, 
you get to see, because oftentimes probably what you're wrestling with is something that somebody else has wrestled with. We already saw yesterday with Katie, some people were commenting. They're like, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that. So I just want to honor you, Leslie, and thank you first for being vulnerable and sharing. Um, and yeah, so let's dive in. So what would you love to, is there something on your heart? Like after our time together today that you would really like to walk away with? What are you, what are you wanting? Yeah. So, um, I am, um, full-time working mom, two little girls, and I started um, in network marketing um, June of 2020. So shut down. Um, One of my side jobs is uh, that I've still kept was um, running Saturday testings for SAT and ACT for um, one of the high schools. And when COVID shutdown happened, I, we lost to that income and, but we'd always known and prayed, you know, like if there was just two, 300 more through two, 300 more, what could that do? So I jumped into a network marketing and I experienced really quick success. Um, and then it plateaued and then it went down. And so last year was, was a rough year. And, you know, in that, I felt like there's a lot of highs and lows. And as I continued to learn about the business, I felt like there, something isn't right with the way that I feel like I'm being coached or told to do certain things and specifically recruiting. So recruiting has been on my heart a lot because yes, in order to continue to build this team and that residual income, you know, God is the source and continuing, you know, there's times where I'm like, like what you've said in your story of it can't be an idol. God has to be the focus. Um, and reminding myself that he is the source. It's not my customers. It's not the parties I run. It got everything is and All the success is coming from him. People are drawn to me because of him. And so then with recruiting and adding people to my team, I keep, I hear a lot of, well, you have to help them overcome their objections whenever you're talking to new people. But a lot of that just hasn't set well with me because I feel like I'm either one convincing, trying to talk them into something that maybe isn't God's plan for them. And I don't want that. And so what I'd love to walk away with is how to recruit and grow the team and, you know, promote this in that way that, you know, supports and encourages without convincing conversations. And I don't know if that's even able to be done in 25 more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, like 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. we're going to I do. I think God will give you something might not be like the whole shebang. I mean, even in an hour some, I mean, it's not like we always get to it, but I know God has something. So yes, this is so good. And I know a lot of people in here in network marketing and a lot of people struggle with recruiting. Recruiting was my strong suit. I recruited over 500 people, never ran an ad, never did, you know, anything fancy. I just use social media. And so I love it. Your idea about recruiting will impact the results you're getting with recruiting. Mm -hmm. So this is where everything starts with a thought. So um, I would love to hear your thoughts on recruiting. When I say Mm -hmm. that word, what are the first, what bubbles up for you? Mm -hmm. So I've been on a big journey with that one too. And what I've really landed on and where I am right now is someone is praying for this opportunity. This is something, and I'm going to cry and I apologize. Um, this is something that's going to help someone because that's where I was. And, um, in my family, I am, we are a single income family and my husband is a, um, minister by trade. And so we knew forever before we, you know, when we first got married, that we would be single income. We wanted someone home with the kids and be able to, you know, go up to school, run lunches, whatever. 
And we didn't think it was going to be him him staying at home and me working, but that's the way it's worked out with God's plan. Um, And so with that, that we have to always live within our budget and within our means, but we always wanted more and knew that there was something bigger and greater. And so we always had that, that prayer of just a couple hundred more and we can do it. And like, that's the threshold. So I know someone else is praying for that same thing that they just need an open door. And, you know, when we pray for God's provision, what I have found a lot of times or seed money, I prayed for seed money at a conference once. And the next week, someone called me and said, Hey, would you like to take this over this opportunity, this job component? So I know that God provides through work because, you know, lazy hands are idle and, you know, he, he, he wants to honor those that are working. So I don't expect magical money. (laughs) And so I know other people, they're praying for some of that same support and help. And this could be what opens up those floodgates for them. Yeah. I love that. And the, the tears are good. So knowing the root of your why, a lot of times we kind of stay on the surface of like, well, I want to help people, which is great. That's a good answer. But I hear that you've gone kind of deep in that to really get to, why do you want to do this? So I'm just going to ask you another question. So, um, when it comes to recruiting, what are you afraid of? You already alluded to, you're afraid that you're going to have to convince somebody. Mm -hmm. What else, what else are you afraid of when it comes to recruiting? I think it is a lot of that conversation of, I don't want to have a conversation with someone just to, with that, like I said, that mindset of convincing them to join where maybe they feel pressured into making a decision and then they come into the business and, um, I'm going to say that they quit and walk away, but because I've had multiple that have done that, but I I'm okay with them walking away because that's, what's right for them at that point. Um, but I don't want maybe to waste people's time or to give them a distraction. Um, if this isn't where they're supposed to be, I don't want them to come in here. And then, and I also don't want the, the business to have a bad name. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of history on network marketing of, you know, pyramid, pyramid schemes and scams. And, and some people kind of get in and join and then they're like, Oh, it didn't work for me. So it's just, it's a scam. And I don't want that for the, for the industry. You know, it, I have seen that people can be successful. So I know it can be done. You just have to work and do it to make it that way. Um, so maybe those you don't want to waste people's time. Mm -hmm. You don't, I mean, there's the idea of like, Oh, am I going to, get someone in and then they realize it's not for them or they don't want to do it and they walk away. So you're kind of okay with that, but that's always something on, on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Maybe am I wasting my time? Mm. Maybe, yeah. maybe that a little bit there. Um, you don't want to convince people. I hear that. Let me just speak into this. I don't want the business to have a bad name. That's why you're here. Right. So I just encourage everybody who's listening, who's in network marketing. Listen, there is a very clear, is God calling you? This is the and or the or. And I do think God is a lot, almost always a God of the and, but I can't, and I've been coached on that and says, God, everything's and nothing's or I'm like, well, that's not true because God has called me away from network marketing, Mm -hmm. not because network marketing was bad. I had to heal from it and all that, but because 
he wanted to do something else with me. So I personally know that God called me away from it. Do I also know that God's called you to it? Well, it's why, because he wants this business to not have a bad name because there's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's a field. It's a field where we can win souls to the Lord Mm -hmm. through your business, through your products, through your team, all of that. So I love that. So that's the way you're going to change it is the people. So everyone who's in network marketing, if God's called you to this, there's a reason for that. He wants you to change the name of it. And I think the kingdom of God works a whole lot like network marketing. God is up here. He has his disciples here. We go and we disciple, we go and we disciple, we go and we disciple. And in fact, I believe that's what he wants to do in the Seek First School of Business Street. Wants to teach people how God is up here, you are here, and then you're going to continue to trickle out to, you know, have the masses. You said you don't want to waste people's time. That's really interesting. And that's a really interesting phrase. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, so I've had, and maybe this is part of one of my ones that has walked away. Um, she's busy, full-time working mom. Um, her kids are older and not one is still in the house, but he doesn't have to be in the house. Like he's, you know, in his twenties. Um, but she has a very demanding job. She's actually a um, principal of an elementary school. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been real close to that role. And she's like, you know, what? I just didn't have the time. And so maybe, I, maybe this is probably my, what I've put on it is that she felt pressured to do some things that really then she couldn't follow through um, with doing. And there probably is some fear in me of, I want it to be successful. I, I want it to continue to grow. I want the girls under me to find that success. And if they don't, I'm going to say it, but I feel like I, I have both thoughts in my brain. Did I fail them? Which I know in my, my outside says, no, you know, they make the choices to work it or not, but I'm almost crying. So I probably do feel that way. Yeah. That's the subconscious. Mm-hmm. So you're not, when you sit and logically rationalize and say, well, it's not really my fault. So that was a question I was going to ask you. The fact that she joined, she saw the opportunity, she tried, and then she realized this isn't complimenting my life, probably complicating it. Leslie, what does that say about you? And I think you actually talked yourself in that, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like it says for me, like, okay, well, you know, maybe I don't know that I should I I've heard this on your podcast before. I think it was one of your podcasts and I totally agree with it of don't say no for someone else. Let them be the one who chooses if this is right or wrong for them. Um, but did I ask too many times to where then she felt like she needed to say yes, because she said for a very long time, I'm, and actually she was one of my very first, um, I do parties. And so she was one of my very first hosts and she wanted to join at the very beginning, but she got a principal job. And she was like, mm, I think I'm going to be too busy, but come back to it later. So I came back and I came back and I came back and it still wasn't good. And so maybe it is that, you know, again, my logic side says, no, she, she could have said no at any time, but did I put her in a situation that maybe she didn't need to be in? Let's, I don't, let's talk about that. Did you, do you have that power to put someone in a situation where they don't need to be in it? They make their own choices, but did I provide her a walking path that maybe she shouldn't have gone down? I don't want to, I don't want to lead people astray from what they should be doing. Yeah. I, I hear that. I hear that. But in that also, I hear like, there's something underlying there. There's some, there's 
something. Um, I'll, I'll go back. I take notes okay. and Holy Spirit just gives me little nuggets. I'll go back to this. Cause I feel like there's like one punchline that like the Lord wants you to hear, but I'll wait on that. Um, you said, did I fail them? That's, that's a lot of weight that you're carrying. So when you're going to potentially offer this life-changing thing that someone is praying for the why there's also that voice is, am I going to fail them? You see how those two are very conflicting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people pick up on our energy, right? And so that subconscious thought of, am I going to fail them? Am I going to lead them astray? Am I going to do this wrong? Like it's, it's a lot of, am I convincing? Am I, oh, am I wasting their time? That's the talk that's happening subconsciously for Mm -hmm. you. That's sabotaging your business. So what do you want to believe about when you approach somebody with this opportunity that somebody is praying for? What do you want to believe about it? I want them, I, I want them to see the power and the opportunity, how, how, how this can really open up a channel for some, for financial blessings. And I, I guess maybe even when I'm talking to other people, you know, former hostess or customers that I, I have a ton of really, I have a ton of repeat customers, which I love and I appreciate. Um, but I feel like I'm also t- told and trained on keep asking them, see if they'll join, see if they'll join. You always go back. Hey, you make this your own. Um, but, and I want them to see how great and big it is, but is it really for everybody? And I, and maybe that's where that's my conflict question. is, is I hear on one side, yes, this is for everybody, but my other, my, my heart, my God side says, but not everyone really is called to this. This isn't really for everybody. So when I maybe that's, that's maybe what it is. When I go and I approach, I think there's that doubt of, but is this really for them? And maybe I am making the offer on the front end, on the surface, but I'm not really, (laughs) maybe that's what's sabotaging it. Yeah. So what do you want to think about when you go back, when somebody says no, and you make mm-hmm. a second attempt, what does that say about you? That I'm being pushy. <laughs> does it? No, it doesn't. Right. Um, what do you want to believe that it says about you? That I believe in them. And that I see that this really is such a great opportunity. They say no that second time. You go back because you see this could be a solution. Mm-hmm. It is not God is the source. You know that in your heart, you know that, but you're seeing this as a vehicle. The third time you go back and you ask again, what does that say about you? I don't know if it still continues to say that I'm pushy. <laughs> I don't, this is hard, Heather. Yeah. It's deep work. And I'm so, I'm so proud of you. It's hard. Listen, everything we do is based off of these beliefs that we have. We can say the good answer. We can say the Christian answer. We can say the, what should, what it should be. 
but you're not really actually basing your actions off of the should answer. You're basing them off of, off of what you really believe. Mm-hmm. So if you, again, and what happens is you're getting frustrated with yourself probably because there's mm-hmm. this side of you that knows that this was a solution that God gave you and that it's blessed your family and it's blessed people. And it's, it, there's that, but there's this other side of being pushy. Maybe I'm leading people astray. Oh my gosh. Like, and that could be like, maybe I'm making people sin. Maybe I'm distracting people. Right. So it's a literal, like positive and negative, mm-hmm. which is going to create a lot of emotions when it goes to recruiting. Mm-hmm. So then my question again is, what do you want to believe about it? You started to say, well, first of all, we already gathered this. Someone is praying for this opportunity, right? Yes. I believe in somebody else more than they believe in themselves. And me going back to them is just a simple way of saying, I believe in you. And I believe this could be an opportunity for you. I really think it'd be good for you to sit with. What does it say? If you go back a third time, what does it say? If you go back a fourth time, what does it say? If you go back a 10th time, what does that say about Leslie? Because there's some stuff there that is, is, is holding you back. Mm-hmm. And then that, did I fail them? That's a really, and this is what the power of coaching does. It lets you talk. Cause what you do in your own brain is you're trying to, you're talking to yourself all the time, right? Trying to yeah. figure it out. But coaching allows me to ask you the question so that you say what you're actually thinking. And then you actually go get to sit with that thought with the Lord and say, what did I mean by that? Yeah so powerful. And you said it's hard work. And I just want to, again, yeah, most people don't do this. Mm-hmm. Most people go for the strategy and they get on the coach, the team call and say, how do you recruit better? And then they just try to motivate and discipline and hard work through it. When really there's this underlying belief that you're actually believing that is going to be forced. It's coming against everything that you know, here and over here it's, and this is why it's all here and here. And I can't help, but think y'all, as a believer, is this not the salvation invitation? Yeah. An invitation is an invitation. People don't have to accept Jesus just because you said, do you know this man who died for you, who changed my life? I want you to know him. I see a Mm -hmm. big correlation to this. Yeah. Did we not ask somebody to know who Jesus is? This is convicting to me out of fear of, are they going to think I'm religious or pushy or this is like so good. This is like a dual teaching moment. Right. And just like a dual, like, oh my goodness, how often do we not invite people to know who Jesus is out of fear mm-hmm. of whatever. And so, um, someone is praying for Jesus. This is, this is like a message here. Someone is praying for Jesus And you need to be, and I need to be, and we collectively need to be bold. It doesn't matter whether they accept it or not. Well, it does, uh, but that's not our job. And what I wrote down, and this is kind of the like kicker, what I kind of hear you doing is playing God. (laughs) (laughs) Making the decision. Yes. You are trying to make a decision for somebody else based off of your own convictions. It is not now. Yes. Should we lead people astray? No, mm-hmm. but you don't know their situation. You don't know mm-hmm. their personal relationship with the Lord. You don't know that. And so when you're trying to play God over here by keeping everyone right, perhaps you're actually, I mean, you're just, you, that's not your job. 
Your job is not the Holy Spirit. Your job is not to convict somebody, whether it is or it isn't. And your job isn't to convince either. So one of the things that I'll just give you as a, um, as a tool that I've not only used in network marketing, but I use this in coaching. I always tell people to pray about it. I don't believe I need to convince you to hire me as a coach. Yeah. If I believe in abundance, I believe that God is a God of more than enough. I'm not desperate on your yes. And I'm not crushed Mm -mm. by your no. If you can approach recruiting like that, you're not desperate for a yes. And you're not crushed by a no. It says absolutely nothing about you. It could be their personal conviction that this isn't the right time. This isn't the right business. It's not the right product, whatever. And that's a whole other avenue to go down. What does that say about you if they don't choose you? Mm-hmm. You got to know that, right? And then yeah. um, on top of that, not, yeah, not wanting to waste people's time. Had somebody not invited you, mm-hmm. where would you be? Yeah. I would not be in the house I'm in right now. Because this, this seriously opened up an avenue for us to get the home of our dreams. And so what was it? It was a key for you, literally, mm-hmm. spiritually, figuratively, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. It's a key. Whether someone takes the key is one thing. Whether someone takes the key and puts it in the door is a whole other thing. Whether someone takes the key, mm-hmm. puts it in the door and turns it is another thing. And whether someone takes the key, puts it in the door, turns it and walks through. Whole, these are all awesome. Oh, wow. Your job, both as a believer and in this industry, put the key, just offer it. Your value, your worth, your leadership, nothing is based off of whether they take it or not. You keep doing what God's asked you to do because he's using you in this industry to change the name of the game. So when you think about recruiting, This is what I want you to come up with a list of things that you want to believe about recruiting. It's going to be really important. Every time you go down to, you sit down to do your invites or you make the phone call or you invite the hostess or whatever, those have to be the thoughts that you come, that come first. Otherwise you're going to sabotage your success, sabotage the very thing God's using for you. And you are correct. Network marketing is not for everybody. I'm one of the people. And it, it took me a long time. And I actually had to repent of convincing people that network marketing was going to solve all their problems. Mm-hmm. That's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. I never said that out loud, but that was a heart issue that the Lord convicted me on and said, Heather, yeah, you were pointing people to this business more than mm-hmm. you were pointing people to me saying that this was going to provide all their needs and solve all their problems and give them time freedom and give them financial freedom. Where could those be byproducts of that? Yeah. But, um, and that was a personal conviction and I made myself an idol too. Cause I was yeah. like, don't you want my life? I'm traveling around the world. I'm driving in a dream car. I have a awesome family and, and God blessed me with all those things. So if you ever, any, you or anyone, that's a heart issue. You re, you ask the Lord to forgive you for that and repent of that. And don't, don't go in with that motive. Right. Cause that's usually mm-hmm. self-serving and there's something underlying there. Although again, it's like that one degree off. So I want you to make a list of things that you be- want to believe about recruiting and you started and those are great things. And those have to be at the forefront of your mind. In fact, I would encourage you before you go to do that part of your business, that you read those, mm-hmm. refresh your memory on that. And again, that's something you can always ask the Lord, Holy spirit, search my heart. I want to go in this to help somebody. I don't want to convince somebody. 
I don't want to lead someone down the wrong path. I want to go in to help the person that's praying for this. Lead me to the people and lead the people to me that are praying for this. This is part of the business meeting with heaven. You know, one of those parts that you could pray about your business is asking the Lord to send the right people your way. Uh And you don't have to play God. God can be God. Holy Spirit can be Holy Spirit and convict. That's his job is he is our convictor, right? So it's not your job to you know, tell somebody, yes, no, I've told team members of mine. I don't, I don't think this is for, I think this is a distraction from the very thing you were created to do. Because again, when you believe in abundance, that's not going to, that's not going to mm-hmm. hurt your Stifle body. the abundance. Yeah. Right. And it's going to set them free. Yeah. I do see way too many women trying to fit network marketing in their life when I, it's not, it's not it. It's just not it. Um, at the same time, I also see women who are called to it, like you who have this fear of something else that is preventing you from offering that to people when God actually has called you to it. And he wants you in it, which is, again, goes back to, you have to have a personal relationship with the Lord. There's no one size fits all and personal conviction and biblical conviction are two different things. And sometimes we put our personal convictions on other people as if they are biblical. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah. When you were saying, you know, to list of what I believe about the, about recruiting, one thing that dropped into my heart was the no is not about me. And I know I say that again outside, but it's not about um, overachieving people pleaser type of thing. Their no has nothing to do with me. And I think I need to focus on praying and healing that as well. Yes, very much. When And those are beliefs. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like, um, sometimes we wear those things as badges of honor. Even that, like, I'm high achieving, I'm ambitious, I'm a mm-hmm. perfectionist, I'm a people pleaser, I'm a this. Words have the power yeah. to speak life or death. And that's why being rooted in biblical I am's, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's so powerful. And that's something we're really going to be focusing on in seek first, because I hear too many people, including myself, wearing these labels as badges of honors that were never meant to be part of our label as a child of God. Mm-hmm. And so we have to start refreshing our mind. And the only reason that you believe you're a people pleaser is because either you know, you've created that as a habit um, and, and not a habit, but that's, that's become mm-hmm. part of your identity. Mm-hmm. It's a part of a belief system in you. And so we want to get rid of that. What do you want to be? So when you come up with those, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. This, I just had this call with someone else the other day. She said, I'm a perfectionist. I was like, oh, please don't say that. You're speaking death into yourself. Yeah, because what is, it's hard. And what is a people pleaser rooted in? What is a perfectionist rooted in? What is a overachiever rooted in um pride <laughs> then what, because i want others to see me as i have done these things and and they've definitely from you know childhood um mm-hmm. and i think so part of it relates back to love languages and spirit um gifts of the spirit so one okay. of mine i know is that i'm an encourager so i feel I think rooted deep, 
I feel encouraged when I hear those things. I have that words of affirmation. They make me feel better, feel loved, but who am I listening to? Yeah. They can go both ways. Right. Yeah. And that's why as a church, we're supposed to edify people. That Mm -hmm. is good. Right. We are supposed to edify people. That's a gift of the spirit that you have that. And so of course it's that you want to receive it too. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we can't elevate that higher than what does the Bible already say about us? Exactly. How does God see us? We are covered. We are hidden in Christ. Like that blows my mind that we're hidden in Christ. So when God sees us, he sees us like he sees his son. <sighs> so we walking around like that? No. Like, do we walk around like we are loved? It's one thing to say we're loved. It's another thing to live loved. We mm-hmm. walking around like we're chosen. It's another thing to, to show up to your business. Like I am chosen. I am loved. I am called to this. I am created for this, right? So, so good. So good. So then the next step to that is um, so much of the, the pride, like, well, one pride is a sin. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even realize the thing that we actually, the sin is pride. And we say, oh, well, I'm a perfectionist. And it's like, we wear that. Like, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a people pleaser that's rooted in pride and ego. Yeah. So repent of that mm-hmm. turn away from it's, it's, it's so sneaky how the enemy can just kind of like get those not good things in there. And we think it's this other thing when, yeah, it's really rooted in me, 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 when this is all about God. So again, that's a heart thing. And I know you have that, but there's just that the flesh and the soul. Well, and it's even what you said in, um, in the Bloom Academy components where we have to clean the door dirt, we have to clean the soil and prep the soil and get into that deep rooted work so that everything else can really flourish yeah. and be nourished the right way. Yeah. So much. And it's brutal. <laughs> it's hard. Like you said, this is a hard work and yeah, nobody wants to talk about this. Yeah. We just want to do something else and like fix the problem and like get that. We just want the blessing. Yeah. But in order to have our lives and our businesses flourish, we've got to take care of the soil. Mm-hmm. So yes, those of you, I can't encourage you enough. Bloom Academy was like, and I've had the honor of like walking some women through that in a group setting where it was just like transformed. Um, and most of those women are still with me and they're actually joining. Um, it's such a brutal program. It is like mm-hmm. a truth that we don't always want to hear, but that will change everything for you. And it's really mm-hmm. what the Lord walked me through. So I'm so glad you're diving into that. Um, what a good, good call. So recruiting, what do you want to think about it? What do you want to think about it? Cause that your thoughts produce emotions. Yeah. Your emotions produce There's and your actions. thoughts repeated over time produce beliefs. Your beliefs impact your decisions, which impact your actions, which eventually impact your results. Yeah. So the reason that your business is probably, you probably haven't recruited as many people as you could. It's the underlying stuff. Mm-hmm. that you're not really dealing with the dirt, the roots of the lies. And then the other part, man, I just think this will preach to anybody like, hello, this is the salvation invitation. Like how many people are we not sharing mm-hmm. Jesus with out of thinking we're going to be annoying or we're pressuring people or they're going to think I'm weird. Um, well, and it's like you said, if, if there's anything that is actually for every birth buddy, that's it. That's it. And that's why every network marketer should have confidence. 
Mm-hmm. So this was the approach that I took in network marketing. I don't care if you buy from me or not. I don't care if you join my team. I believe God is going to bless me because I'm showing up. I'm doing the invitation. I'm sharing Jesus. I am being bold about my faith. And I believe I have something that can help every single person. It might not be the product I'm selling. It might not be the business solution, but it could be some hope in Jesus. Yeah. So that's the approach that I went into, which gave me so much courage and so much confidence that really took the yes or no out of the equation. It was just, I can, I can be possibly the hands and feet of Jesus in this situation. Did I want them to join? Yes. Did I want them to buy? Yes. But that wasn't really tied to my worth and my value and my success. It was that I made the invitation and I can't tell you too in network marketing, how many people I invited eight years ago that now have hired me as a coach. They didn't join my team. They didn't buy my products from me. Or maybe they did join the third team, the third company that I was with, or, you know, all those Mm -hmm. scenarios. So that goes into the sowing and you mentioned the seeds. And so sowing, don't be afraid to sow. You never know how God's going to bless that. Um, But making it not about you, making it all about God, And that again, is something I would just pray for as before you go into that part of your power hour or your, you know, your DM, like whatever your, your daily methods of operation, um, just ask the Lord, search my heart. I'm doing this for you and with you, like make that be my message. So good. Love it. Love it. So good. Thank you so much, Heather. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate your vulnerability and I can't wait to hear the next person that you recruit. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Any takeaways, anything, the aha moments posted in the seek first school of business tree, let people know, like, this is what the Lord told me, or I've had revelation. Cause this is just the first part. I know the Lord wants to continue to like, just give you deeper revelation and like how he wants you to approach this thing. Um, and the other, other thing I want to um, share is that you're not convincing people. And I put convincing and I put a little arrow you're presenting, you're presenting an opportunity. So replace that word convincing. I don't want to convince people. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to, but you do want to present an opportunity. So every time you go to approach somebody, you're simply presenting an opportunity. You're presenting a key, Mm -hmm. whether they pick up the key, put it in the door, turn it and walk through it. That's on them. Yeah. And then giving people permission to pray, pray about it. Holy spirit will give you peace. And if, if it's a yes, let's lock arms and let's do this thing. If it's a no, bless you keep me, keep buying my products, you know, (laughs) you need, you need customers to, to have a successful business too. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because most people won't grow really large teams. And I think that's something else in the network marketing world. People focus so much on recruiting because that's the way you make the most money. But if you can't teach people how to sell, you can't teach people how to recruit. And then there's just like, there's this off. So it's, it's very encouraging for me to hear that you have a lot of repeat customers. You're doing Mm -hmm. really great. If you could build a team of just doing that, Mm-hmm. your team is going to be even you know, super successful. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you and your time and I hope you have a really good weekend. Thank you too. Bye. Bye.